Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for episode 12. If you're new to the show, my name is Shelby. I am the host of Lash Boss Radio. If you're not new to the show, then welcome back. Today, I am joined by Jasmine of Chic in Las Vegas. Chic is a lash and wax and permanent makeup salon, and Jasmine is the owner. She's super sweet, and she's a really great businesswoman, so I think this episode has a lot to offer, especially if you're on a team. But if not, of course, you're still going to have some takeaways, too. Anyway, let's get right into the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, Jasmine, so you own Sheikson City in Las Vegas, and I just want to know, like, how that all started. Okay, um, well, that, it's a long story, but I've pretty much been in the industry for 11 years. I started Mm -hmm. out as a waxer for a good majority of my career. I basically only focused on waxing. But when I came to Vegas eight years ago, I noticed how popular uh, lashes were. So I decided Mm -hmm. to go back to Utah, get certified, and came back to Vegas, started taking clients. And within a year and a half, I opened Chic. So it, it was really crazy and fast. And I didn't plan on doing it, but everything kind of fell into place and Chic was born. <laughs> so is it is it Chic Sin City or is it Chic Lash and Wax? So on the internet, like Google, we are Chic Sin City Lash and Wax Boutique. But I mm-hmm. like to refer to it as Chic. Okay. So I feel like I feel like there's a lot of parallels between the both of us because I have a salon here in Austin and you have like a team there that seems really close, just like we are. Yeah. Um, how do you go about adding girls to your lash family? It's, it's really a long process because I'm very picky with who comes in to the shop uh, only because I feel like right now we have such a good team mm-hmm. that I would hate to bring someone in that didn't, get along or didn't vibe with everyone else who is already there. So when I hire, I really look at personality because I feel like talent wise, we can train and we can teach and get an artist to where they need to be like on yeah. the level that they need to be at. But it's a long process to get the right person in and then get them trained and taking clients. So yeah, like with yours, I'm sure is also such a long process. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And it is all about the personality too. Cause I always say that as well. Like I can train anyone how to do lashes. It's the personality you can't teach. Exactly. So how long now have you had that location? So in August, actually end of July will be three years. So we're almost at our three year mark. Oh my goodness. And you guys do permanent makeup now too. Yes. Permanent makeup has been awesome. I've, I started out, you know, waxing and designing brows. So when permanent makeup got really big, it was an easy transition for me and um, some of my staff to go into permanent makeup and we've been loving, loving it. So is that kind of what you're mostly doing now? Um, Because you're probably not lashing as much anymore as you used to. Right. 
right now I'm, I do schedule myself once a week to do clients all day. I'll do like an 11 or 10 hour day, but I'm in the process of even um, stepping back from taking clients at all so that I can focus on the business and growing it there. Yeah, I just had to do that. It's it's a weird feeling, but um, it actually helps the salon so much more than you like being behind a table. So it, that's a good decision. Yeah, it really does. I I think I waited till the last possible minute to do this. I've been pushing to not um, stop taking clients because I love all of my clients and Mm -hmm. those relationships. And over the years, it's been, you know, you really build strong relationships with each client. And I didn't want to give that up. But I have now just realized that it does more better for the business for me to step back than to continue to service them because I have an amazing staff that can take over. Right. And so what is your training process like whenever you bring somebody on? Yeah. So when I hire someone, I, I personally train every single girl that works at Chic. So Mm -hmm. I go through foundation, we do models together. They start taking a couple models to get comfortable with how we do everything step-by-step. And then once I feel like they're ready, they start taking clients as a junior artist. Okay. Yeah. That's similar to what we do over here too. I feel like it works um, the best that way, like where you are still in control of the quality um, that's being produced because you're actually doing the training. Yeah, exactly. It can be a really long process or it can be a short process. It really depends on each artist. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So I wanted to ask you because a lot of people they actually list your name, um, like Lana, for example, when I ask, do you have any mentors or people who inspire you? You come up a lot. Um, do you have anyone that inspires you or that has mentored you? Well, first of all, like I just even feel so honored that Lana looks at me like that and that she even mentioned me in, in your interview. I was really mm-hmm. shocked, like so much appreciated, but a lot of my mentors were actually previous bosses that I worked for that weren't even in the industry. I think ever since I could work at age 16, 95% of my jobs have been working for a local company. Mm-hmm. I started out as retail. I worked in warehouses. I worked in a salon and they were all for local business owners. So I feel like unconsciously, as I worked all of those jobs, I was able to watch the owners and how they interacted with their staff and the clients and just how they worked as a business owner. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was able to kind of pick and choose the qualities and things that I liked and didn't like and create myself as a business owner. Right. So they were they were huge mentors to me um, without me even realizing that they were such an inspiration for me. But but also within the industry itself, I look up to I mean, everyone that you've had on your show so far, mm-hmm. everyone that's just constantly out there doing things. Um, I really look up to all of them. 
Yeah. When I started my salon, there was a lot of like obstacles and hurdles that I had to overcome. Did you have a similar experience when you were like looking for a space or or just trying to build the clientele for the whole team? Chic is my first business. So I didn't have any business background or really know what I was doing or getting myself into. Mm -hmm. So I think the hardest thing so far for me has been staff. Yeah. You know, every time that you hire someone, you feel invested. Mm -hmm. So when it gets to the point where it doesn't work out and, you know, they move on to other things, it's not just losing an employee. Um, Not only are you short staffed and you have to replace that, but you feel like you're losing a relationship and it's hard to, to distance yourself and just make it about work and not be personal. And so for me, that has been the hardest thing, but I'm learning from it. And every time, you know, I do have someone leave and then I hire on someone else, it always works out for the better. Mm -hmm. Do you, what are you most proud of about your team that you have right now? My team is so talented and so caring for each other. And I, I really feel lucky to have all of them because Mm -hmm. they're all so unique and love different aspects of what they do on a day-to-day basis that it makes it fun for me to see them grow. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys have a lot of competition in that area? There are a lot of lash salons um, in Vegas, but honestly, I really try not to pay attention yeah, I, I try to focus on what we're doing and what is next for us. So I try not to really look into other competition, I would, I guess, in my area. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. It's I think whenever we get like a new client fill and we ask like, oh, where did you come from um, or what salon are you coming from? And they name off a place and, you know, we start to see like what kind of quality of work is in our area. Do you guys have like policies for new client fills, or do you feel like the quality of work in Las Vegas is pretty good? We always recommend that if you are coming in from somewhere else to schedule, let's say like a fill plus just to give us extra time. And then Mm -hmm. we let our client know that if we don't need that time, we're not going to charge them for it. But if they're coming in from somewhere else, we just don't know what type of work it is. If it's good work, we are more than happy to work around it. And if not, the them scheduling a fill plus gives us that time to correct anything that needs to be done. Or if it's really bad, we will recommend removing it and starting fresh. Uh, Yeah, we do the same. I like that. What do you feel like are some common myths with being a business owner? Um, For example, I remember seeing, I want to say it was a live of, I think, Integrity Lash, uh, which they do the Lash Cast podcast. They were on the Lashpreneur page and they were talking about that. And I know that you were on there and um, you were speaking out about it too. So walk me through like your thought process on all of that. Yeah. So when I came across that video of them together, I was going through that exact thing at the moment. And it was about 
um, being a business owner and being an independent artist and what it means to merge the two. And it answered a lot of questions for me. Mm-hmm. But some of the myths that I think people have with business owners is I'm going to open a business, hire staff so that I have so much free time that I can travel and start doing all these things that I want to do when it's so far from the truth because I still work 60 hours a week. I yeah. shop every day, but it's different because it's my passion. You know, it doesn't really feel like work. I'm right. happy to be there and I love being there. It's it's my baby. It's my second home, but it doesn't free up your space. It, if anything, you work harder, but because you're working for yourself, you can do all those things and at the end of the day, still feel accomplished. Nice. I agree with that. Do you feel like along the way, like you've had, well, we kind of touched on this, but not necessarily. Uh, I always like to ask, like, if someone has a favorite failure, not necessarily like things that you struggled with, but things that you thought that um, were kind of like a catastrophe that ended up being like a blessing in disguise. There's there's a lot <laughs> that mm-hmm. I think and. Any time I've ever gone through a really hard time has been mainly losing staff mm-hmm. because it just puts so much more pressure on the owner to fill that spot and then retrain and make sure that the next person is just as skilled and good. And whoever you're going to bring in is going to keep those clients happy. Right. But it takes a lot of time out of a business owner's day to teach and train and make sure that that person is doing what they're expected to do. Um, so is that kind of why you're deciding to take a step back from working even that one day so that you can, no matter what happens, like you'll be available to be there for training or for whatever your team needs? Yes, that's the number one reason. And not only with training, but I feel like my staff needs me with whatever they need. I want to be available to fix anything. Right. I think I take on a lot of, a lot of the negativity with, you know, if there's a, co- a client complaint, someone's asking you a million questions because they don't know um, how the service works. Like I always have to be available to give that information out and to have mm-hmm. my artist back. So it's a full-time job just to have staff. And then there's the business side of it. Do you have anyone that helps you with the admin stuff? Like, do you have managers or anything? Yeah, my husband is a really big support. It's just him and I that run the whole business. And he does more of the taxes and payroll, stuff like that. Whereas I'm doing the everyday operations, training, and pretty much everything else. So he helps me so much, but I am getting to the point where I need a manager to help me on the day-to-day things. So hopefully I'll be able to find someone within the next six months. Do you have anyone that helps you with your social media or is that all you? I do have one of my girls who works for me. She, her and I get together and we create content and we kind of plan it out on a schedule mm-hmm. every two weeks. So we know exactly what we're posting and 
what we want, what information we want to get out for that week. So she helps me a lot. Um, but every day I do still post and manage our social media. It's a, that's even a full-time job in itself. Cause it is, it's so important. Um, it's, it's a free tool that every business owner should be utilizing, but it takes so much work to interact and post and just be creative all the time. Exactly. Do you have any advice for lash artists who are looking to amp up their page? Yeah, definitely. You know, we we all talk about branding, but choose your colors, choose the vibe. I think if you mix in not only your lash stuff, but I think clients, potential clients and other artists want to see more personal things. Mm-hmm. And we should all be including some of that within our work pages as well. Um, it makes you unique and it makes you stand out. I agree. I kind of like how you guys have been doing. Um, and this was something that Pink Lady wanted to start doing was putting the team uh, more out there. So you guys do like almost these little mini interviews with each of your girls. And I love that. Um, whose, I- whose idea was that? It was actually my husband's. He saw how much it would help us. He understood that, you know, your audience not only wants to see great lash work, but they want to see the artist behind the work. And so that's when we started really utilizing the girls and promoting them individually uh, because they're all so different, but all do Mm -hmm. such amazing work that it's fun to interview them and see their perspective of the industry and how they like working at Chic and, you know, day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like you have um, a pretty low turnover at Chic? I do. We, we don't go through staff very often. And quite a few of my girls have actually been with us over two years, if not since day one of opening. Why do you feel like that is? I'm constantly telling them that, that they're valued and that they make the business. They make chic, honestly. And I think when they, they see how I try to create a team atmosphere um, that's not competitive with each other, I also make it easy for them to come into work, do their job, and not have to worry about the business side of things and scheduling people and, and all of that extra stuff that a lot of lash artists deal with. I kind of take on all of that and mm-hmm. it allows them to focus on just being an artist, just yeah. focusing on their craft and getting better. And because of that, it's really a win-win for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's kind of the same philosophy that we have at Pink Lady also. What, so are you also teaching courses or do you just train your staff? We do train in like private classes or very small classes. It's not our main focus. My focus is the shop and our clients. But when we launched our own product line that was specifically just for us to use in our shop. Mm -hmm. I did get contacted by one of the biggest 
beauty schools in Las Vegas, and they were interested in training, um, a new product line to use to teach their students. And so we've been able to build a relationship with that, with them. And now I train their instructors, I train their students, and the school uses our entire product line. So it's been really, wow. really cool with that. So we do train here and there, but they're probably our biggest, like our biggest account, I guess you could say. Or mm-hmm. They take up a lot of my time because I yeah. personally do all the training with them. Um, so with your product line, um, when did you start that? Um, we, we launched that in November and it really was intended to just be for us to use. And, mm-hmm. you know, if other artists wanted to use it, we we're more than happy for them to come in and purchase the product as well, but it's been doing really good. And thankfully a lot of our local artists use our product and express that they love it and enjoy how the products work. And it's been really nice to have our own local artists support us. So shout out to all of our Vegas artists. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So this is probably my favorite thing to do, but I want to ask if there's anything that you find controversial in this industry that you want to talk about today. Controversial. I, I would say... Going back to Tara, uh, the Lashpreneur, and um, Integrity Lash, their controversy on should I stay as a successful independent artist or should I branch out, become an owner with staff, or have some people just work under me and be like if you want to be an independent artist or if you want to be working for someone. And I think that's controversial in a way um, because there's a lot of misconceptions with what an independent artist can do if you're working in someone else's salon Mm -hmm. or if you're an actual employee working in a salon. Okay. And there's misconceptions because like what should commission be? What should I get paid hourly? I know every state is different with how you have to treat an actual employee, but in Vegas, what is unclear is how someone should be getting paid if you're working for somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is with you. Are your girls independent artists or are they actual employees? I, mine are employees. Okay. So my, my girls are employees as well. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose that? I chose to have employees versus independent artists because I wanted to be able to have quality in my shop. And when it comes down to the products and the services that you're providing, when you are when you have independent artists, you can't tell them what product line to use, mm-hmm. when to be there, how to do their work. So you can't control the type of quality that comes out of your shop mm-hmm. versus when you are an, when you are an employee, you can manage that better. And I just didn't want my name out there being attached to not great work. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, also... 
the taxes. So <laughs> when when you have employees, you pay quite a bit of taxes on behalf of them. And when you have independent contractors, it's not the case. So a lot of right. times online, when someone reads like, oh, I get this percent commission, they may be independent contractors where they have to do taxes um, at the end of the year and all of that. So a lot of people don't understand that just because you're an employee and you're working for someone else, um, that owner is not just like laughing to the bank. They pay so much, like there's so much overhead and there's so much taxes and insurance and everything. Exactly. Um, And it's not something that a lot of artists put into consideration or even think about. But yeah, your employer, if you are an employee, has to pay all of that stuff. Um, your products, the overhead, the taxes, the the fees, you know, business licensing, insurance, and all of that is on the business owner and not the artist. Mm-hmm. And so there is a give and take when it comes to your percentage and mm-hmm. what it should be because if you're handling all of that, then yeah, your percentage should be a larger amount. Right. But if your employer is the one handling that, there's a lot of things that they have to cover that the artist doesn't even consider. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we definitely don't make, you know, a lot of money off of them. Mm-mm. When that's true. I think they think that we pocket that that other side of commission when it's definitely not the case. Exactly. And, you know, it could be years before that business owner is even out of debt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh So it's it's something that you really don't understand until you're in that position and you are the one writing those checks. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I love that um, when Tara talks about it from Lashpreneur, she mentions how when Lash artists go into the industry, they don't expect to become business owners. They're just kind of forced into it because they start taking clients of like, oh, now I have products and overhead and now I need a booking system and someone to help me with this. You're just kind of forced into it without thinking like, right. Originally, you just want to be a lash artist, but now you have all these other things that you have to think about. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a time where you have to make the decision with, do you want to scale and become bigger or is this all you can really handle? Right. And I think um, like because I've worked for someone before and um, I think I took for granted like being part of a team and not having to worry about all of the business parts of everything. And then, you know, I worked on my own and then everything got so hard and I wasn't even making that much more than um, or maybe I was making about the same, you know, because of all of the overhead. And then, you know, I had employees and Again, it's like you don't realize like you are spending so much money on just keeping the business afloat that it's all really like, like you said, it's a give and take and there's pros and cons to each scenario. Right. It's all stuff to think about. Yeah, I've I've done both. I've worked for someone I've and then I've been my own boss. And so I was able to see like the pros and cons to both. And so when I opened my business, I just felt that this was going to be the best way for both sides. And I continually try to make sure that my girls feel that, you know, Mm -hmm. and they feel still unique, but, but working under, you know, Sheik's name, 
Right. And it's, there's, is there something about being part of a team that really is beautiful? That's very um, empowering almost. And I feel like sometimes a really strong team is, is way, way stronger than just like individuals that are great at lashing. It, it definitely is. Um, I think one of the, the biggest concerns with uh, individual artists, like if you're only working by yourself in a room is there's no one to get inspired by. Mm -hmm. There's no one to kind of keep you in check and to push you harder to make sure that you're reaching certain lash goals or, you know, being an artist in um, different services even. And with me and my girls, we have a group chat. We're constantly Mm -hmm. sending each other inspiration quotes and work that we we love. And it's nice to be able to talk about certain issues. Like, what do you think about this? Or I've been seeing people cleansing right after their lash application and people that say still you have to wait 24 hours. And it's nice to be able to to discuss each of those things with all of our girls and get so much input and create our own way of, of wanting to work. Right. Agree. Okay. So let's get into like, I guess your personal life. Yeah. What does a typical day look like for you? Do you have like a morning or evening routine or do you kind of just like take each day separately? I'm definitely a routine girl. I Mm -hmm. will get up between six and seven, immediately have my coffee and I'm straight to work. I feel like I'm the most like I manage my my time well in the morning So I go through emails, I look at the book for the day, the schedules, make sure everything is in order, all the girls have what they need. And even though I don't have something specifically on my schedule, I go into work every day and there's always a million things to do. So it's just one thing right after another, after another. And I'll usually leave the shop around between six and eight and go home and do a little bit more work before I actually relax. Wow. Um, Do you have any uh, like hobbies or anything outside of the shop? Honestly, no, that's really sad. I, I wish I did, but my life revolves around my shop. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a bad thing because right now I'm just in a place where I love doing it. And I could spend that 80 hours a week at my shop doing work. And it doesn't necessarily feel like work because I love being there. Yeah. Like I was just talking to Shayla from Face Escape about this, actually, that um, the Lash world, um, it's kind of fulfilling so many parts of like your life. It's like the artistic side. And then you have um, so many strong connections with like clients and staff. And yes. So, yeah, like I I feel like a lot of us don't have too many hobbies outside of work, but I don't feel like any of us are any less unfulfilled than um, or any less fulfilled than other people. Yeah, this industry in particular is so creative that it's Mm -hmm. hard to get bored. Right. Because if if you want to lash, you can work with clients. If you want to work on social media, you can get creative with that. And then something that I've recently embraced is learning about business in particular. And that's kind of my new focus 
Do you do that through like listening to audiobooks or podcasts or or how? Yeah, I I love Integrity Lash, um, their podcast. I love yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thank I you. listen to a lot of business podcasts. Like um, right now I'm listening to Optimal Business. They have an Optimal Finance, Optimal Living. I love all of theirs. And I'm, I've probably seen every episode of Shark Tank and The Prophet <laughs> <laughs> because it's just something that I love to consume myself in. I'm so interested in it and there's so much to learn. So it's really fun for me. Yeah. What do you think you would be doing if you weren't in this industry? Honestly, I would probably be like a personal assistant or have my own business doing organization and closet cleaning or something like that because I I love just being busy. I get mm-hmm. bored easy and I just want to feel like for every minute that I'm awake, I'm doing something or working towards something. Is it hard for you to like <laughs> sit still for like an hour? It's so hard. It's, <laughs> me too. it's almost impossible. My husband gets mad at me. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't relax. Like, I constantly just want to feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you do you feel like you guys are ever going to open up another shop? Or do you feel like this is enough for you right now? Actually, my husband recently graduated from barbering school. Mm-hmm. And so our plan is to hopefully open a barbershop next to um, Chic. Oh, and that my would, goodness. That would probably be our next business. Um, as for opening another sheet. Yeah. I can't say that I want to right now. Just mm-hmm. this one consumes me so much that, and it's my baby, that I can't even imagine spreading my time out even more. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Because I, whenever I did that, I was like, whoa, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so last question. What is your motto? My motto is get shit done. <laughs> Can I say that on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it really is just try, try, and try again. And like I said before, if you're constantly working towards something, even if it's just a daily goal, like today I need to finish my laundry, or mm-hmm. today I want to create some really um, interactive posts for social media, just anything big or small. I'm just the type to be goal oriented and get shit done. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So that was episode 12. If you'd like to see more from Jasmine and her team, you can do so at Sheikson City on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear what you guys thought of this episode. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Lash Boss Radio. I will be back very soon with episode 13 and I hope you guys have a great weekend.